here with you again today. Um, I, uh, my since my son graduated last year, I'm not getting out here as much as I did before. Uh, it's always enjoyable to come out here and be with you. So, great excuse for me to be here, and uh, uh, what a pleasure. Uh, let's pray before we start. Father in heaven, we do admit that you are holy, we are not. Uh, Lord, we are sinful human beings. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that you sent to take away all of, all of our sins, to give us all that hope to give us the freedom, freedom in Christ. Be with us today. Let the Holy Spirit guide us as we listen, as we hear what your word has to say. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, our text today is from John 8, 31 to 32. And if this works, I want to read this for you. Uh, Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you know the truth and the truth will set you free. But the Jews didn't really understand that. They answered, Why are the offspring of Abraham, we are the offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone? How can you say you will become free? Well, the reaction of the Jews is interesting. They're confused. Jesus is talking about the truth setting them free, but they just don't understand. Jesus, we've always been free, they answered. They just couldn't understand. Words can sometimes be confusing. They're not always understood as we might have intended them. Let me give you an example of what happened to one of our missionaries in Sierra Leone. So she had a friend who couldn't get pregnant. And finally, after a number of years of trying, the lady got pregnant. And so they had a big party. And uh, this missionary gal of ours went over and she said to her friend, you just, it just warms my heart to see you with your baby. And her friend burst out crying. Well, why did she burst out crying? Because in Sierra Leone, the words warm my heart don't mean the same as they would in the United States. It actually means you make me very, very angry. So she was misunderstood and she hurt her friend's feelings along the way. Words don't always mean what they say. Other examples in Sierra Leone, a warm heart means angry. Right here it means happy. A cold heart means peaceful. Here it means unfeeling. A cut heart means feeling afraid. It means feeling hurt. Over there, a kind heart is grateful. Over there, here, it's kind of like kind. And a dead heart is evil. Here, it's emotionless, maybe. I'm, we're guessing. Spoiled heart, disappointed. And they're just kind of like, well, I have no clue what that means. Or another example, let's go out to eat. Well, that's pretty simple, isn't it? And yet I've heard so many foreign students get trapped by this one. They say, yeah, somebody said, let's go out to eat. And you know what happened? After we got the food, I had to pay my own food. Because in a foreign context, this means if you're going to say, let's go out to eat, it means I'm going to pay for you. And so the foreign context, sometimes things get very confusing. Words, words don't always have the same deep meanings. And sometimes we're left to guess, especially when we use a language which is not our first language. I'm sure some of the foreign exchange students have had these exact same problems. But Jesus is not talking about words. He's talking about God's word. God's message to us through Jesus and is recorded in scripture. That is why Lutheran Bible translators exist. To make sure that all have the freedom that this word brings. 500 years ago, the church in Germany needed something new, a reformation. It had bound up God's word into words that few understood. The mass or the church service 
was performed in Latin. Those who had not learned Latin could not understand the message of the church forms, the rituals. They could only enter into the practices. With little to correct them, they just observed the rituals and they applied their own meaning according to their own senses. That did not give them the right meanings. Rather, they just made up their own. For example, it was thought if you put an object underneath the altar during a church, the celebration of a church service, then you could use it for healing sickness. Or the altar cloth, if you took it off afterwards, was useful for treating epilepsy, or if someone was possessed by a demon, you could throw demons out with the altar cloth. That's what people had become. The result was a church which pointed away from God's gift of salvation, which had been freely given through Jesus, towards working out one's own solutions with God. Without God's word in a form that can be understood, there's no freedom. We can be bound by the meanings generated by society, by others. Society tells us what to think, tells us what rules we're supposed to follow, what's right, what's wrong. Sometimes even people in the church tell us what to do and what rules we're supposed to follow. But reading and abiding in God's word questions both society and the church, and it brings freedom from such societal group thinking. One of my favorite articles of the past few years is actually by an atheist, a writer that's called, uh, his name is Matthew Paris, writes for the London Times. He went on a trip through Africa, and afterwards he couldn't help but marvel. I want to read you a few paragraphs from what he said. Remember, this is an atheist. He said, The Christian faith appears to have liberated and relaxed the people he saw. There was a liveliness, a curiosity, an engagement with the world. Something had changed in the faces of the people we passed and spoke to. Something in their eyes, the way they approached you direct, man to man, without looking down or away. They had not become more deferential towards strangers, in some way less so, but more open. Christianity, post-Reformation and post-Luther, with its teaching of a direct, personal, two-way link between the individual and God, offers something to hold on to to those anxious to cast off a crushing tribal groupthink. That is why and how it liberates. Excellent observations from a self-proclaimed atheist. While he claims that God is not for him, he just cannot help but express wonder of the core differences he's observing. We know the answer. God's word liberates us. It brings freedom. This is what Jesus is talking about. When God's word in scripture comes to us through our own language, it's his word coming to us exactly right where we are. There's nothing we must do but live in the word and enjoy the freedom that's given to us. There are still many remote language communities still waiting for their freedom. That's why Lutheran Bible translators exist. Just as the barriers were removed in the Reformation 500 years ago as God's word came into German, so it continues today. Last year, God's word was translated into the Nsenga language. It's a remote language in Zambia. We asked several Christian men who could speak English well, and we looked for Christian women, but we could not find women that could speak English well, why it was important that the Bible was now in their language. 
when somebody reads that Senga translation, it's as if somebody is talking to him, or God is talking to him in Senga. He understands it better. It's like a mother talking to her child. There are some words in the foreign language that we cannot fully understand as the singers. We just accept it without understanding. So that was a barrier. In the past, uh, many people thought that maybe speaking to God is through speaking in English. They do not know that God can understand, can know, uh, can listen to any languages. Then singer people were deprived of their language. They were forced to experience God and to know about God in a foreign language. The Nsenga people, remote, hard to reach, especially the women. They're trapped in their own language, often without God's word. But now they have God's word through their own language. Freedom, as Jesus promises, has come to them. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you know the truth. The truth will set you free. The Reformation continues. We are free, free through God's word.